Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Friday, June 4th. The 440 is brought to you every single morning by the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. This is a group of people, men and women, that are working tirelessly to make sure that you get everything that you want out of your house. If you don't believe me, that's all right. Go look at the website. It's all right there in front of you. Buildkg.com. Go check it out. Tell me you don't love what you see. I promise. Tweet me at Braden Gall. Tell me you don't like what you see. But I don't believe that's going to happen because I know the people that work there and I know the work that they do. Check out the website, buildkg.com, and remember the name, The Kingston Group. Well, this weekend is all about the ping, folks. That's right. The college baseball tournament gets started this weekend. And we are focused on number three, Tennessee, in their regional action and number four, Vanderbilt, in theirs. So to get you ready for both series, I thought we would bring in Chris Lee of VandySports.com and Wes Rucker of GoVols 24-7 to preview both regionals for both Vanderbilt fans and Tennessee fans as we head into the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. First up, let's go to Knoxville, the number three Tennessee Volunteers. Many people believed, myself included, that Tennessee got an absolutely terrible draw from the selection committee in the baseball tournament. So we bring in Wes Rucker. We talk to him a little bit about who he thinks is going to Omaha, how far he thinks Tennessee can go in this tournament, and what he thinks about the teams Tennessee will be facing this weekend in regional action. In two words, it's very difficult. Uh, Tennessee, uh, I, I do not understand at all how the, you know, I, and I know that the geography plays into things as much as anything when you get to some of these these tournaments generally speaking they try to keep it somewhat close for a lot of teams and and that can occasionally mean if you're in the south you're getting a really really tough region uh tennessee uh you know is playing a team that i think should be a, a maybe a number two seed in this tournament uh, as the number four seed it's it's difficult to think how the ncaa thinks the number three overall seed in the tournament deserves to play a top 25 RPI team in the first in the first matchup. That seems a little crazy to me. Wright State won two of three games last season in Knoxville. I saw those games. You know, Tennessee two years ago, Liberty put them in, in the loser's bracket, uh, you know, and they had to come all the way back and get to the championship game for the regional after losing that game. Um, and, and Duke has won 12 games in a row. So, you know, I think it's that's in short, that's Tennessee's region. So, you know, I don't think this Tennessee team should be afraid of anyone. I don't think it will be afraid of anyone, but you have to respect that field and you have to sit here and wonder how is that the field the number three overall seed has to play? Uh, it just seems like a, it's like you, you look at some like, for instance, I mean, look at like Vandy's region, you know, which is not easy, but it's it's like nine day, I think. It's a lot easier. That's for sure. <laughs> There's no question about that. Um, all right. So if Tennessee kind of answer these questions and I, maybe the answers are obvious, because if they were to win, it's because they're just more talented than everybody else. They win their regional because they hit the ball really well. And they're just better, right? Like that's kind of the the, the way they're going to win. If they lose the region and don't get out of this weekend, is it because of the arms? Is that the issue? Uh, I think you could say maybe the the bullpen. You know, because uh, again, we I, I've said this several times to several people throughout the season. This Tennessee team, once it didn't have Jackson Leith and Ben Joyce, I thought. You know, I don't know if this team's got enough arms to be really, really, really good, and they've overcome that. To a, to a large extent, you know, the starting pitching for the most part has been A-OK all year long. There's been no issues there. Um, if you can get the ball to Sean Hunley, usually you're OK. 
Um, and, you know, Redman Walsh has good numbers. I mean, they've got some guys on the back end of the bullpen. What they don't have is those 98 swing and miss guys that they probably would have had if a couple of the guys had been healthy. So, you know, that that's where I think later in games that could be where they get in trouble. And it's, it's hard to say that because Tennessee has the best ERA in the Southeastern Conference. So we're splitting hairs here. But if you want to get really nitpicky about it, Really, really good teams usually have more swing and miss stuff out of the pen. Tennessee's kind of got more pitch to contact, miss barrel stuff from the pen, and that can sometimes be the difference. They don't walk people, but but they do get in trouble sometimes by uh, allowing too much contact. All right, where where is Tennessee eliminated? Regional, super regional, in Omaha, championship series. My answer would be potentially in Omaha, but where where? Give me your final prediction on where this team finishes. I think it'll get to Omaha. I, I think uh, being able to play through Knoxville all the way is a big deal. And I think when you look at the top three or four starting pitchers, I mean, Camden Sewell, what he did as a number four starter, really sort of solidified it for me. And, and you know, it's a weird tournament, man. Anything can happen. You just need one bad day, and it can really end everything. So you're kind of on a razor's edge the entire time. But that's what makes it great. Uh, I, I would Im- imagine right now, I think Tennessee gets to Omaha, maybe not the championship series, but I think Tennessee, when I look at everything, I, I just think I think that team gets to Omaha. That was Wes Rucker of Go Balls 24-7 giving us his thoughts on Tennessee baseball this weekend. I agree with him. If they play their game and hit the ball, they are the most talented team in the regional and should advance to super regional action next weekend, which of course would be hosted in Knoxville, Tennessee. Let's head back to Nashville and West End. We bring in Chris Lee of VandySports.com. To take a look at just how good this Vanderbilt team could be, how far they could get in the NCAA tournament, and get his thoughts on the first weekend of action for the Commodores in regional play. You know, they don't see this on an S-curve, but if they had, I thought it was about appropriate. I think they got probably the, the third, fourth, fifth easiest regional, and that's about where they are nationally, right? They got one thing that they don't usually get, which was an, an easier four seed. We've seen Austin P and some teams like that that were – really not four seeds, but they drew. And that can really wreck your regional, as, as we saw in 07. But I thought they got one of the easier four seeds in the tournament. They, they didn't get one of these twos or threes that you're like, okay, you know, another good week in a baseball, and that team could have been a one. So I think under that circumstance, they got a pretty good draw. No draw is easy, but it could have been a lot worse, and I've seen much worse for them. So, so basically all the things that happened to Tennessee um, <laughs> is, what you're, is, what, is, what, yes. is what you're talking about. A really yes. hot two seed and a really great four seed. All right. Well, let's get to, let's get to what Vanderbilt needs to do to advance. We, we know that it starts with rocker and lighter. And if they're on, it's going to be hard to beat Vanderbilt in any three game or four game situation. What would be the reason that Vanderbilt would not advance to the super regionals? What, what has to happen to this team well, to, to get knocked out? I think you hit it. I think with those two guys, it's the one bad inning, right? Like you saw it with Rocker. He goes strikeout, strikeout, strikeout against Arkansas and Hoover. And then the next inning, it's walk, hit by pitch, single, that kind of thing. And you throw in a hard hit ball in there somewhere, and it really gets to be a mess. Both those guys, early in games, and a lot of times it's the second inning, they're cruising along, and they have that one bad inning. And if your offense is not on that day, that's the kind of thing that gets you in the loser's bracket in a hurry. To me, if Rocker and Lighter are vintage Rocker and Lighter that we saw, uh, say, in, in March and a lot of April, then they're fine. I don't think anybody's going to knock them off before Omaha. But if they're not, you know, the offense didn't hit great 
in Hoover. It wasn't great against Kentucky. And so these things come and go. I think their offense will get better. But you throw those two things together and they can find themselves getting an earlier exit than most of us would think they would get. So where does Vanderbilt finish the season? Are they national champs? Are they runner-up? Are they one of the eight in Omaha? Are they bounced before then? What's your final prediction for Vanderbilt heading into the tournament? I think they get to Omaha. And the other part of the draw that I talked about or meant to talk about was East Carolina. That regional, I think ECU drew the easiest draw of anybody in the field and it's regional. And furthermore, I think ECU is the easiest of all the top seeds they could face. I think that's part of it too. ECU also has never been to the College World Series. A great program, but just keeps getting hung up at that level. I would be surprised if Vanderbilt doesn't get to Omaha. Now, the issue is they're in the Arkansas side of the bracket. And I keep waiting for it to kind of cave in on Arkansas. Not cave in, it's a strong word. To normalize a little bit because I don't look at the starting pitching and and see what you usually see out of a one national seed but it keeps working for them because of Kevin Copps and that's a veteran team and that's the team that you really didn't want to see on your side of the bracket in Omaha that you got again they got plenty of breaks to get there but that's for Vanderbilt you're, you're kind of hoping that you're a two or a three so you don't see them till the final unfortunately that could be where that season comes to an end. That was Chris Lee of VandySports.com and Southeastern14.com talking about the Vanderbilt Commodores. And I agree with him as well. I think this team is amongst the best two or three teams in the nation. I'd pick them to win the national championship if I knew they weren't in Arkansas's half of the bracket and I knew that Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter were going to be on. If you tell me those two guys are great over the next month, Vanderbilt is going to be very, very difficult to beat. That was our preview for the first weekend of the college baseball tournament. I'll say one thing real quickly here. Just please watch some baseball this weekend. It is an absolute joy to be a part of. There are so many good, high-quality Southern teams, nine of them in the SEC in action this weekend. Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Florida, South Carolina, LSU, Alabama. It is going to be a great weekend. It's really, really fun baseball. High-level players. Go check it out. Tennessee and Vanderbilt, my picks, both advanced this weekend, both advanced to Super Regional play. Special thanks to Chris Lee and Wes Rucker for getting us ready for what should be a really fun weekend. Make sure you check out the ping this weekend, folks. Your weekend docket coming up in just a minute, but of course, the 440 is brought to you every single day by the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. Go look at their work. It will not disappoint you. They've been doing it for over a decade. It is why they are Nashville's locally owned, award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. I'm not telling you you need to go spend a whole lot of money and invest in your home today, this weekend. But just remember the name, the Kingston Group, because when you are ready to do that, you're going to want to make sure you have a trusted name that not only makes you happy and gives you what you want out of your home, but also makes you some money as well. BuildKG.com is the website. That's the Kingston Group. Don't forget that name, folks. Here is your weekend docket, and we will begin in the college baseball world. Tennessee will begin regional action at 5 p.m. Central Time against Wright State in Game 2 of the Knoxville Regional. Of course, Duke and Liberty will get things started at 11 a.m. Central Time in Game 1 of the Knoxville Regional. Vanderbilt hosts Presbyterian in Game 2 of the Nashville Regional, that one at 6 p.m. Central Time on Friday evening. Of course, Game number 1 in the Nashville Regional will feature Georgia Tech hosting Indiana State at noon. In the NBA, you actually have Game 1 of the Eastern Conference semifinals. The Brooklyn Nets will host the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. In the NHL, you'll have Game 2 of the Montreal-Winnipeg series at 6.30 p.m., on Friday, and of course, game number three of the Colorado-Las Vegas series at 9 p.m. 
On Saturday in the NHL, you'll have game four between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Carolina Hurricanes at 3 p.m. and game number four between Boston and New York at 6.15. Moving to Sunday, you'll get game number three between Winnipeg and Montreal as that series heads back to Montreal. And of course, game number four between the Avalanche and the Golden Knights at 7.30. Thank you guys all for listening. Of course, my name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports on Facebook and Twitter at 440 Media on Instagram. Please share the show if you like it. We do appreciate it. It means a whole lot to us if you do that. Have a great weekend. Kick your heels up. Have a cocktail. Enjoy some college baseball. This has been the 440 for Friday, June 4th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.